hello welcome back to i i don't know it was the best show then came the worst show and then the mayor show so it's just the internet's eh show this one right with the people from texan where we tolerate ed and shami's you know wild conspiracies and thoughts um I, i'm with the rest of the audience i'm just a spectator and all of this like i'm, I'm blameless um i think you have to blame ed and shami for bringing such controversial topics to the forum since when was the host oh. blameless <laughs> <laughs> the host is just a facilitator i see i see well i'm ed hopefully i'm on track to being one of your favorites if not then well i'm just going to make life harder for everyone again today so yeah that's me <laughs> oh uh i'm shami <laughs> is that it <laughs> one more this <laughs> <laughs> is actually valentine did all the introductions so yeah i'm just confirming that that's me shami social media oh. editor yeah oh you're confirming that it is indeed you shami okay i see <laughs> Uh, oh, and I'm Valentine. Um, I write stuff sometimes, um, and I talk a lot. I'm guessing you already know from that, so yep. already know of that. Shami, why are you confirming? Like, wouldn't you just say, "Oh no, Valentine, you're not"? A lot. A lot. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Ah, so much. What? <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll jump into it. Um. I'd like to go first because mine is probably the most controversial topic um to date and <laughs> it's going to ruffle some feathers um I'm going to make enemies of which I'm okay with cuz I got I got plenty um and I know um oh well, I'm guessing that we have different viewpoints on this I I'm pretty sure of Shami's position because like, this is something we've talked about um and I think Shami's like well aware of mine um So I wanted to ask is like being religious important like um not spiritual but is being religious important and how important is it to you I hope I I hope I get the question right, right though like is it possible for you to be religious and not spiritual because like I think those two are very much closely intertwined There are but like people some people are spiritual but don't really follow a religion of sorts they follow like um i don't know maybe um what is a code of conduct of sorts you know do good and good will follow you etc etc uh, mm. oh yeah now that you put it that way it makes life a whole lot easier <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, i i would say so it's a it's a bit tricky for me tricky in the sense that still trying to figure it out i'm not an overly religious person but from your definitions i probably might be somewhat of a spiritual person somewhat i don't think it's uh <laughs> it's full blown but um but yeah i i am of the belief that uh, mostly because of how i see religion in a lot of cases religions um each religion has its own doctrine and 
they live by it. So uh, it kind of makes it tricky because I don't believe life is that binary. Like, um, for example, I'm, I grew up in a Catholic family. I'm Catholic. And yeah, I mean, I like what these guys do in terms of how the Catholic side of things works. Um, but I also don't believe that it's the ultimate religion, for example. I don't believe it's that binary. So uh, over the years, I've gone into a bit of a, I'm saying I a lot because it, this is not fact. It's just what I think. <laughs> um, it's it's For me, it's been, when it comes to religion, like all forms of religion, uh, Catholic, Hinduism, Buddhism, ATR, whatever religion it is, um, I believe in following the the broader picture of them. So the broader picture is really centered upon being a nice person in the community. Like that's pretty much how it is, what most religions are pushing. And then from there, it becomes a matter of um, incentivizing being a good person within the community. So yeah, do good things, you go to heaven, do bad things, you go to the other side. Um, some religions have their own versions of these. And so to me, that's how I viewed it. I viewed it as, hey, uh, religion is a very good idea in terms of social contra- construct. It contributes a lot in, I don't know, civilization, in individuals, people and all being civilized within a community. And I like that about each and every religion. And I'm just going to like that part and follow that part and not really dive deep into a specific religion for the sake of belonging to a specific religion. Because again, as soon as you start identifying yourself with a specific religion, there are other religions that despise your religion. And so that's unnecessary tension that I'm not willing to jump into. And so I just decide to just be a, what Valentine terms a spiritual person where I'm like, I'll just keep doing good. I'll keep sending out good vibes and hopefully good vibes find themselves back to me as well. And we just keep going like that. So I think that's, that's how I feel about it. Like how you said, hopefully good vibes. Um, it's not like um, it doesn't feel transactional. Like you're not doing it for the sense of you know what, I want good vibes to come back, but you'd welcome. Oh them yeah, they do. Again, oh yeah, it's one really- of those like, it's 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 actually. So I really believe in um, in you setting the environment that you want to be in. So for example, if I'm at school, if I'm at work, if I'm at home to behave in a way that I would enjoy being around if people behaved like me around me I would pretty much enjoy such a vibe and I do believe that vibes can be contagious like if you're naturally a very bubbly Mm -hmm. person around people people are naturally going to convey to that bubbliness so yeah like (laughs) why are you (laughs) what are you saying I really want to say has got a bubbly personality. Like it's hard not to be in at least in the least bit optimistic while she's around because she doesn't have like a um like a what's it called? Uh well a very distinctive negative side. 
like mine is quite distinct. I am mm-hmm. imagine I'm the old man under the bridge, or the troll under the bridge, the old man on a stoop. Like that's that's how I live. A portent of doom. Uh, I think Lisa, uh, uh, one of the guys in the customer services, was like, or oh, for those listening, Lisa is 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 takes him's quote unquote matriarch. Um, she said, um, you don't have to be a prophet of doom. And I think that's what I am. So I'm, you know, very cautious. So I understand, like, when you're around people like Shami, who are bubbly, it's, it's infectious. You're know, like, hey, dude, why? Like, <laughs> please. Oh, you're so that. positive. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, so, oh, Ed, were you done? Or? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You can take the mic. Uh, okay, Valentine and your topics. Hey, like <laughs> I don't think there's enough time in one podcast or even in a day, honestly. To like, but what I will say is, I think you can be religious and not spiritual, and you can be spiritual and not religious. I think the truly speaking, I think the correct way is kind of, or the safest way is kind of to be both. It's difficult. I don't. I don't think the aspect of religion comes in to kind of like limit people. I think it just helps sometimes in maintaining focus because it's kind of easy to be tossed around. Um, You can be spiritual. There are people who are spiritual in very different things. So when we're talking spiritually, a lot of people will go to Christianity or whatever. There's people who are spiritual in stuff that for me, from my perspective, I would consider odd or strange, right? but they're spiritual, but they're not necessarily religious. So religion just helps to channel that spirituality in a more focused manner where you know what spirits you are dealing with. Because it's important as well to understand that spiritual aspect and everything. So for me, I am, as you guys know, I am a Sabbath keeping Christian, right? That is, that's who I am. That's what I believe in, right? So I practice those things. So obviously, yes, all-inclusive Christianity is in its core is essentially love. So it's to be good to other people. You treat other people the way you would want to be treated and, you know, good vibes, like you said, right. But of course, discipline as well, doing the right thing. Um, So when you say is, is religion important? um, I think if you, if you have that balance of, your religion with the spirituality, because of course there's some, uh, I'll, again, I'll just speak for for my religion. I, I won't <laughs> cross bounds to speak for, for other religions. I will speak for my own to say, there are some Christians who I notice will be very, they will follow doctrine, but there's no love in them, right? Which is essentially the spiritual side of things to say there's a real connection the the conviction behind why you are doing what you do it's it's truly by divine intervention that you are doing what you do because i can only speak from my understanding of things right and that's my belief so i believe in the holy spirit i believe in jesus christ and i believe in god of course so that for me would be the thing to say some christians are very you can find someone who doesn't lie they don't steal you know, things like that. And yet they'll be one of the meanest people you've ever met, right? <laughs> it's possible. And and that's the, the delicate balance, I think, between it to say, okay, so your religion is Christianity, 
but what spirit do you have in terms of spirituality? What type of person are you? So I would say it's important in that you need the balance between those two things to not just say I attend church every uh, whatever day it is you might attend or and you you don't lie and you behave, you carry yourself in a certain way or you follow all 10 commandments and then you're kind of not nice to people or you have uh, prejudices or you're a bigot in some way or whatever it might be. And those are the, the spiritual things. It, I think it needs to reach a point where it's not just a religion, it's a lifestyle, it's who you are. Like you become that. And I think that's where the spiritual aspect comes in into it. So I think it's important because having the religion puts you on the track to the spiritual aspect a lot of the time. If I think if you're doing it right, if you're actually turning this into like who you are, I think it it does help a lot of people say, okay, this, I like this religion, or I feel like this, I connect with this religion because, and then now you have a guideline. Um, th that's just to like scratch the surface, you know, and not go, not go too deep into it. But th that's, for me, that's what I think. Interesting. Um, so I guess I'll have to give a reason as to why I asked the question. Um, mm -hmm. Well, there's one thing that I've been tracking since my college days, and it's the proportion of people who are religious versus non-religious. So the number is steadily been going up. Um, I think this year is 16% of, of the world, according to a study uh, mm. that I found on Wikipedia. You know, Wikipedia is not the best source because it can be fudged. Uh, but it was Pew Research in 2012, up at 16%. Um, and then in 2017, up to 25%. And no, so there's a steady uptake of people who are just not, who don't identify with one religion or another. So that's why I asked the question, is it important? Because it seems like the number might be small relatively, but it seems like there is a wave that is pushing towards um, not exactly trying to put themselves in, in a certain category or not. I think I should preface all of this by saying that, or prefacing a preface, is that um, there's nothing wrong with being religious. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, neither am I saying I'm against uh, people religious. Uh, because I think by that you can guess that I'm not that religious, not even in the slightest. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't look down upon religion because there is, there was a division of, of, um, of, of like religious people versus non-religious people. At a time that I was aware of, it was around 2015, 16, uh, when there was this new wave of atheism that swept over social media, swept on YouTube. So you get these people debunking all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like some of the things, of course, we need to discuss them. But on either side, and I, I don't want to sound like a, a centrist on all of this, but on either side, it was kind of like, it, it got a lot messier than it should. Um, it should have been a case of, guys, we, we're just going to respect each other's position. Um, everybody should have a choice as to what they want to believe in and how they want to believe in it. It shouldn't be a contest. The thing is, we're all looking for meaning, right? And we find meaning in different places because we all look at life differently. So for me, it, that kind of battle kind of show that I, I don't like it. I don't want to be part of that. Like I have, I have my disagreements with religion, Christianity, especially because 
a group of Christian and then, you know, kind of wandered off a bit. Um, but I, I don't, as much as I have objections and questions, I don't really, you know, it's the temptation is to be condescending to people like that, like they don't know any better. And for me, that doesn't really sit well. And on the, on the other side, I think it also doesn't sit well with people that are religious but don't want to have conversations with people who have a different way of thinking. Like that, Im- that immediate dismissal that you're incorrect, I think is not the best thing um, for anyone. Because you, like, you share so many commonalities that you don't see, like what Ed was describing, good vibes and love is exactly what it's all about. In Christianity, uh, uh, Islam, Buddhism, they teach the same principle. The fact that we don't see things in the, in the same sort of, through the same text is what pretty much divides us. But at the core, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. So I'm just like, you know, going back to the question is, is, is religion, in, is it important to classify? I think I should have said, is, is it important to classify yourself as religious? Or the classifications or those categories necessary anymore? Because I think we've got to the point where we understand that we are after or going towards the same sort of thing. I don't know if that made sense, Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did make sense. It actually speaks to, to, what I, to what are my sentiments towards that as well, in the sense that it's not like um, not aligning to any religion or not really committing to a religion is um, in a way um, kushora, that religion or, or stuff. But it's just that um, from experience for me, it's been a case of some tensions that might exist because of different views when it comes to religion. So like I said, the doctrines, these are certain laws and certain ways of life that, uh, that each religion says you must observe. And you'll find out that for some, it might be, some people might be offended by things that I would feel should not be offensive or some people will personalize something that probably another person had no idea of. And those divisions kind of, um, ah, to me, they kind of like uh, contradict the notion, eh? Uh, Religion's supposed to bring people together, but then if there are these differences that end up dividing us and taking us away from what looks like the core of religion, which is just, being a good person within society, eh, then for me, the importance starts to diminish in a case of committing to a specific religion, but it also forces me to, well, not forces actually, it also motivates me to want to be, um, to want to be a good enough person to show people that you can, that it is possible for everyone to just get along regardless of religion. And I think the the great point is that we focus on the differences way too much. I think when you see someone who believes in something else, instead of us saying, oh, you know, or you're you're other or different, it's like, okay, how exactly does your side of things work? I think it's always, a sense of curiosity is always good to approach because you'd be surprised in the the number of similarities you find by not looking at the differences, even, even though you can't identify the similarities. Up until yeah. the point that you have a conversation with someone, then you're like, oh, okay, by the way, we're not actually that different. It's just we are on, you know, just different wavelengths. 
Yeah. But we're all still waves. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, we can we can stop with my topic now, since since it's got Shami quiet, which means it's, it, it worked. <laughs> no, I yeah. it's just I just, <laughs> I don't you know it's I, it's one of those things where you're just like okay I, I would ask like just one more question though, like so you did say there's an increase globally right of people who basically are not religious, uh-huh. but not necessarily not spiritual, or is it both, like they're neither? Uh, it's, it's just don't classify as religious. Um, it's most common in Europe. Um, well, in, mm. in, in, East, in East Asia, it's more common, like China, for example, like where they really, I don't think there's a state religion. Um, and yeah, there's no real classification of what, they are. It's just not religious, or don't classify as religious. It's not. It didn't really go into the, um, you know, the, the finer details of is it. Are you an agnostic? Not agnostic atheist. An agnostic. You know, just mm. moved to the whole religious thing. They they didn't give those. Um, or I didn't even look deep enough. Like when I when I when I was looking at the, the studies, I didn't go deep enough into them to find one that actually gave the the different categories of what those people actually believed. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to find out um, how people classify themselves um, because. Like in, in my time in Europe, not a lot of people were, and not all, not a lot of people cared, because people I, I was around dealt were mostly um, Orthodox uh, Eastern Orthodox Christians. So even though they were born into that, they just it wasn't something that was pivotal, I guess, or central. They just found themselves in other things. Mm. So they'll classify themselves as not religious, but you'd still see the classical iconography in the cars and all that kind of stuff. So I think it just became a tradition or something that became a visual to have, or maybe someone in the family just thought it was, you know, it's good to, just to remind them what, what they were. But most of the people that weren't really too deep into that. And it's worse in when you get to the Western side of Europe, where it's just like people just like, yeah, no, not really. Um, and I, I, the causes to that, I'm not too sure. Uh, that's the thing I was actually trying to look for cause, but I don't know. People might call it the second enlightenment. People might call it, you know, more liberties and freedoms. I guess those contribute. Um, but, you know, mm. okay. I don't know. Okay. Ed, you're up. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't have power. I haven't had power for the past two days, which kind of gives you time to think on a bunch of things. <laughs> so, so yeah, like um, it's something that I've been thinking of. Um, an observation that I that I think it, it's all centered on change. So um, there are certain people that I've that I've been that I've known that I've been close to. Uh, for a while now, you know, you grew up, you grew up together, and you became friends because you had the same sort of interests. You liked the same sort of things. Maybe, probably, it was because you're forced to, because you're in the same environment or something. But like, as you grew older, uh, the stuff that you were interested in uh, changed, and fundamentally, it also changed people's characters. So you'll find out that you no longer vibe with that person the same way you used to back then when you're still younger because you know you've you've come through new experiences you've both gone through different experiences and you've mm-hmm. also 
been exposed to different things that have fundamentally changed your your personalities and your character to a point where they are no longer as aligned as they were before and you know the relationship just fades away like um so so yeah it's it's just something that i was curious about is how how common is it has ever anyone experienced that and and what are your thoughts on that <laughs> i think i think everyone experiences that at some point and it, it doesn't even have to be like a like a huge drastic drifting apart but just the natural like if you look back um at the people who you were maybe in primary school with or high school and it's just yeah now it's like I haven't spoken to so and so in ages or whatever or even if you do still talk it's not anything substantial or you know it's quite surface level or shallow conversation I guess I think everyone goes through it depending on the direction life life takes takes you I would assume <laughs> maybe there's some people who like whoever they grew up with or went to school with when they were younger you know they kept in touch and it's all the same I do I do actually yeah, yeah. no I think they are because I actually think there are exceptions there may be one yeah. or two people where whereby you've just nothing's really changed like yeah practically now brothers or sisters or whatever because of mm. just how it's remained constant but um like like my curiosity was then at the point where um i don't know how to exactly phrase it but you know that thing whereby you drift apart mm. and you then start questioning if it's a matter of we've changed characters so many times over 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 time to the point where probably we now have different we now like different things but somehow these different things we like coincide but because we haven't talked for a while we actually don't know that they do so that curious limbo of uh should i talk about this with this person and will we vibe or you know they're just going to play along because well we're talking yeah but i mean if you already have that vibe of can i talk to this person about this then uh, yeah probably already it's time to let go <laughs> <laughs> cuz i think that that's another thing like i don't know this thing of um to get along you have to like the same things I think I don't know like I've I've never understood that I feel like if even if you don't particularly like the same things like it's that though that's not supposed to be of any importance really when when you click with people so as soon as it reaches a point where like for me anything like that's like oh well if we're not exactly the same in some way then I'm going to take issue with with it or will probably drift apart or whatever it is I don't think I yeah that that is probably already a sign that maybe you're not as comfortable with the person as you should be and obviously because the first thing with anything is comfort levels like with anyone it should be um comfortable so even if you're not sure if they like uh what you like gaming and videos and F1 and food <laughs> yes 
yes thank <laughs> you like it doesn't it doesn't matter like it should still be okay well right now ed is talking about his f1 and they should be able to listen and be like oh because it's something that you enjoy so because now you'll find yourself not how are you going to enjoy someone's company if like you are doing everything that you only what you're comfortable with what you think they will be comfortable hearing like it i don't think it should be like that so probably yeah that would be awkward huh. mm. well, what about you valentine to throw my two cents in all of this um change is inevitable like it's just that's how that's just how life is like people are going to change and you're going to change um Drifting apart is just a part of life. Um, some relationships are worth keeping, others aren't. Um, and that either becomes evident to you, you know, while you're in there or in that time fear that you, you, you have drifted apart or you feel drifted apart or you, when you actually no longer talk completely. Um, so the one thing I've always liked to keep in mind was that you don't exactly know what's going on in someone's life to properly understand the ways in which they're changing. And that kind of brings up the anxiety that you talked about, Ed, where you don't know how to talk about something with someone because you don't know how they respond to it. And in most cases, people won't be honest in the sense that they don't want to talk about this thing or just, you know, string along the conversation just to keep something going. Um, and also kind of as the test of what your relationship is or was um, in just how honest you can be with one another when it comes to certain things like that, um, you know. I know people that I talk to like, I'm not really interested in this, Valentine. It's 11 p.m. No one wants to talk about Albert Camus. Go to sleep. And that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with. And it's not even, it, and some of those are actually childhood friends. But the way when we grew up, the, our tastes and affinities and perspective of the world has changed. But for whatever reason, the things that just kept that little bond in there still exists. It's not as strong as it was before when we were in the same environment and you know consuming the same things, but we have commonalities and common ground. And the beauty of some of it is that we're willing to listen to what one another says, even though we share massive differences in, in, in our opinions. Um, I guess I'm fortunate, I should say. But to those people that have kind of um, that have kind of drifted off with, like Jeremy, it's time to move on. I usually like to cut the cord. Um, and you might not feel that it's been cut, but it's one of those things that I, I just, um, it, it, it's, it's a laborious to try and keep someone in your life just because. I, I hope you'll agree with me that yeah, some, some interactions and connections are just not worth keeping if it's just for the sake of keeping them. Again, you need to think of yourself, I think. Maybe it might be selfish of me to say, but yeah, I think, you know, you think what's best for you. Uh, and it, that those things usually happen. And I think I should prefer this on times when you don't have a very large friend group. And the unfortunate consequence of being humans is that we are a social being, so or creatures. So we do desire that contact. So in my own experience, that's when I found myself kind of going towards the old connection and trying to, you know, and I just figured out it's not worth it. Some of the stress. Um, again, hopefully that made sense because I'm, I'm in a rambly mood today for whatever reason. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. It, it it actually does make sense, eh? It it actually does make sense because, like, um, I think you put it you put it very well in a case where you say it can actually become an exhausting affair trying to maintain a connection that, yeah, that's not really up for being maintained because it's one of those ways. It's now a chore to to have a conversation with that person. 
instead of it being a natural event where you're just like, oh, flip, I dialed your number, man. I just, I just thought of something. So that, 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 that in, in the conversation just flows from there. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I actually thought about it. So, so, so how I thought about it is, ah, flip, I, I'm forgetting the name, but there is, there is a comedian that, uh, that you shared in, in, in like the work group. Uh, this guy who was proud that he he eliminated over seven thousand relationships from his uh, comedy show. Daniel Sloss. Yes, Daniel Sloss. Yes, that guy. <laughs> so it was something that just got me curious because, like, I I watched both of his both of his skits, both of his uh, shows, and even after watching both of them, I mean, I understood why. Um, he was proud of what he did. I completely understood why. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. You can't spend the rest of your life with someone you don't enjoy spending time with. That's just wrong for either party. Um, but also, it's it's one of those things that got me thinking as to why that is. I mean, uh, even in relationships, again, it's something very common that when you start off, things are lit and then it just tails off at times. And so could it be that? What, is, what would be the reason behind it? Is it that as you, as two people have experienced more things out there and uh, have experienced, have gone through uh, different things, they now develop different interests that sort of like pull, pull them apart. So, you know, it's me just trying to get the reasoning of why, why his, his, his comedy show was so successful. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> well, from the time that I watched it, the one thing I observed was that I think he identified the one thing that we don't ever want to talk about, uh, either being yep. friends or even being in a committed relationship, that yep. <laughs> you, you will outgrow one another and quickly. Like, it's, it's frightening the speeds to which that people outgrow one another. Um, mm. And the thing is, the only way that that divide can be bridged again and I keep preaching this as though, you know, but I'm doing this to the choir, is honesty. Like, yep. yo, bruh, I'm changing in X, Y, and Z ways. I don't know for what reason, or I've gained a new interest, or I want to push my life, career, whatever, in another direction. Um, and this is what I want. And it'll be your choice, depending on who's being spoken to here, to say, listen, I'm willing to match that energy. Mm. You know, let's go. Maybe I might find my path in, in, in that in that trajectory as well. The, the problem is speaking as a single person, so forgive me, but I've experienced a lot, <laughs> is that <laughs> people then tend to grow in different directions. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that's necessarily bad. People have to have their own spaces and exactly. their own sphere to exactly. enjoy. But then the root of that should be the same. Mm. It should be, you know, yeah, you can go do your own thing, but you've always got me in your corner cheering for you. Or if you need assistance with X, Y, and Z, you've got me in your corner cheering for you or willing to provide that. And again, it's not being threatened by that person's success, especially for dudes. When your wife starts pushing stuff up, hey, bruh, social pressures, Zimbabwe, Africa, Pressure. you know what it is. Pressure business. Because, you know, classically, you're supposed to be the breadwinner. And then your wife mm-hmm. is now bringing home, not the bread, but the baguette. So now things are getting stressful. You know, you got to now start assessing your own position. So you shouldn't be threatened by it. Um, I don't think you should. And even if your wife is uber successful, and I'm speaking just out of theory, but again, it's one of those things that I I, I, I like seeing people do well. So someone is doing well, it's, I can't, there's every fiber in me just says, you know, it's, it, if, if it's if it's not ill-gotten, 
celebrate. Mm. So I think that that was the biggest thing. And again, when you begin to grow, you're not just growing, you know, um, in, in material things, you're growing in immaterial things as well. That's where emotions begin to separate. And then you begin to find you have, you are losing contact or touch with this person. Now, then again, it's down to the other party to then say, yo, I'm seeing a difference in you that, you know, it's kind of shocked me. And uh, let's, let's talk about this. But yeah, in, in my own experience, those conversations don't happen a lot. And in my experience, again, those conversations get shut down. So yeah, like again, preaching honesty, it's the choir, you know, um, mm. you know, you'll then diverge. And that's what Daniel's also trying to bring up. Like, and that's why the, 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 the um, jigsaw was so successful because when people watched it, they looked at the person sitting next to them and they were like, uh, nope, mm. no, I'm good. It was, was fun once it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it comes down to communication. Like what you're saying, honesty, right? And honest mm. communication. Like I feel like people, people don't talk. And like, like I was saying to Ed, you can't, like, don't, you can't be like, okay, I don't know if this person will care about what I care about, or is you're on the wrong track? Because now 10 years later, when you've only been talking about their interests and whatever, you're going to resent that person because you didn't just bring up what you like and being able to be as much as you guys are friends or whatever it is, you're still individuals at the end of the day. So you will like different things and you should be able to talk about what you like. And it's well within their rights, like what Valentine said to be like, uh, yeah, I'm really not interested in what you're talking about. Cause that's honesty at the very least, at least they're like, yeah, this, I really don't care. So you go and do that and then get back to me when you're done. <laughs> but that's cool. Like you'll probably find your relationship will last a lot longer when it's like yeah. that, like your relationships with people, because now it's very open and clear and honest, but you are not feeling like you have to like conform to someone else's lifestyle or whatever it is. And you're still able to yeah. talk to each other about stuff. So I think that's what it is. It just comes down to like open and honest communication all the time. And I think that is something that so many people lack just in everyday life, it doesn't really matter where it is, whether it's friends mm. or whatever, even like work environments, people are not honest with each other and they're not open. And the truth is most people who are not honest with other people, it starts with them. Like they're not honest with themselves. Not, like 90% of the time, that's not a statistic. I'm just making that up. But I would assume like 90% <laughs> of the time, people who aren't able to like, communicate honestly with other people are probably not very honest with themselves as well and that's where the the issue comes in I think so yeah just you have to know when when it's like this is now like I'm pushing it but the key is you have to be able to be honest with anyone who you're trying to maintain anything long term with I think you have to be an honest but just be an honest person all the time oh, yeah. <laughs> And I totally get it, especially the the point that 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 you're raising in terms of honesty. Um, it's something that I feel is probably hard for a lot of people, which is why they aren't really honest. The hard part of it being, um, hey, for lack of a better word, feels like, you know, not everyone is capable of what Valentine's friends are capable of doing, telling him that, hey, guy, <laughs> they're, they're beyond me, guy. 
I mean, I love you, man, but nah, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't have the ability to be, or to be that honest simply because of, I would assume, they, they, they fear pers- being personalized, like that act being something that's uh, personalized in the wrong way, in the sense that, mm-hmm. oh, so you don't like talking to me or something like that, or um, don't like hanging out with me and stuff. And in the end, people just end up just being tolerant and not being honest. And then again, it's something that might actually result in people drifting apart because to one person is like, yeah, I'm, I'm always talking to this guy about these things. And yeah, he's always responding. So I think he likes it. But then the other person is just, you know, dying inside and, it becomes, you know, that, you know, that I think, I think what he said, Daniel Falk was like, you know, when you just, when you just wake up and you just hope the next person just dies, it's not because you hate them or anything. You don't, you don't like, yeah, like you don't hate them. Dude, you, you really I love you them legit, and all that. Dude, I legit thought you, you were not going to bring through? that line up. Like, what is, I, I had to because it's the truth. Like they, they're not. They're such good humans. They're such good humans to the point where, yeah, your interests don't click. But this person didn't do anything wrong. But you know, you don't want to hurt them, so you tolerate them. But up to a point where you're like, oh man. It would be easier if they know, just like, died. That would be a painless death, you know. They just they just die in their sleep, so that. <laughs> and um, as, so as this is such a radical life. The perfect just... time to put out an ad. So Texim is currently looking for an in-house therapist. Uh, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if those are normal thoughts, Ed. I don't. I don't think so, though. I feel. Like... Yeah, several <laughs> people have thought it. In fact, people in have the com- Okay, people fine. Have. Probably it will be tricky in the comments. But man, if you can, just, just in the comments, you be mm-hmm. anonymous. Use a fake alias if you can. Tell us, have <laughs> you not, at one point in time, just wished for something horrible upon someone who did absolutely nothing wrong? Yes. And it's, and it's oh you don't have the courage the thing is you, the exactly. person won't have the courage to break a union so it's just simpler if that person goes away so it's not it's not a thought i've had personally but when daniel sloss said it, i got it i was like yeah the easy way out for some people especially when it's in a committed relationship it's deep there's children involved and all it's just like and for me i was talking from experience that yeah you just yeah. wish hey bro listen why don't you just get 86 um painlessly of course i'm not i'm not the devil like <laughs> you know i want little things <laughs> but it, it it makes sense when i watched it and i was like yeah this dude's actually saying and again it goes back to honesty people just aren't honest to say you know what this is not working for x y and z reasons and it's worse when someone tells you it's not working for x y and z reasons when they haven't brought something up earlier and then let something fester and then you're mm. like wait but i was supposed to break up with you <laughs> this, What's going this on was now? supposed to be the other way and that's um, just yeah anyway so after this call I'm blocking both of you psychos let's move
See, you should. I think. I think Shami, you should have grew. You should have grown up more in the streets. You'd probably have a bit of an idea, just a little bit of an idea of like. Wait, what do you mean like, the streets? What do you mean the streets? The streets. Shami is what the streets. Is the real street? Shami is the streets, dude. What no, is like, the streets? Yeah, her streets are fine, but she was. See, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like let me let me explain. <laughs> see, see, in the streets, you have the mafia bosses, and then you have us, the guys run by the mafia bosses. <laughs> so I have to understand which streets you grew up in. <laughs> uh-huh. See, so there are some people where they grew up on the other side where things went their way. So all this is uh, psychopathic behavior to them. <laughs> and then there are some people who grew up in it. And to them, it's 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 a straight up dog. I feel you, dog. Like I feel uh, you. You know, like you smack you smack on whatever it is that's near you. Like I feel you, man. I always thought Ed was the nicest guy, like the nicest person ever. I'm gonna watch my back around you. Like, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is one of those person. moments. It's actually, so it's actually knowledge that comes from being a very understanding person, not like experience. No, it's not, it's not knowledge from experience. It's knowledge from experiencing other people's experiences. So, yeah. Uh, you can dig as but hard as Shami, you want to dig, but I don't think you'll find anything. <laughs> Shami, you should watch uh, Jigsaw. Just watch it to understand what he's saying, because what we're saying basically is just like abridged versions, abbreviated versions of exactly what he was talking about. So mm-hmm. go watch it. It will make sense. That was it a Netflix thing? Didn't you send it in the group or something? I sent it in the group. Oh, yeah, it's on yeah, Netflix. Watch it. It will change your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it'll, 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 make okay, you, in... it'll make you understand things. <laughs> didn't I watch better. it? Easy... Didn't everyone watch it at the same time? No, no, no. I think only Ed, yeah. I think Rufaro watched it as well. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't sure talk about it, but. <clears throat> oh, so it yeah. touched your soul that much. Mm-hmm. When? No, I don't, I don't, I think I opened, I think it was an article. I don't think I actually, I think it was just an article with quotes in it. Ah, ah okay. Watch oh, that's what I said. Do not understand it. What? Yeah. So, Ed, you came out on the other side safe. Everything's still intact. Oh, yeah. I know I'm fine. I'm, I'm very good. Like, uh, I try to be as honest as I can be, so... Yeah, I'm not saying I'm the most honest person around, but I put in the work. So, mm. yeah, it worked out. Okay, I well think what Shami so was trying to say diplomatically was, Ed, you are still in a relationship, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, There's. don't worry about that. That's fine. That's secure. That's very safe. Yeah, that is oh, safe, yeah, and then that is very safe. That's where it's at. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I wanted to know. Right. If I cause the schism of you and your loved one, yes. So, ladies, it is still off the market. So, all of you can slow down. I know you're going to DM him just now. Calm down. He's off the market. Can't touch this. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> yeah. So, I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing to talk about. Okay. Yeah. At all. Is this a test However, or something? <laughs> no, no. However, I will say, I'm curious about this whole, so uh, the article dropped yesterday. Uh, I did read it, Valentine, eventually, just so you know. 
<laughs> this whole uh, electric vehicle thing, right, with what's happening with the DPA. I'm interested in this. Are, do we have any electric vehicles here right now? There are plenty. Really? Plenty. So like um, Via acquired, well, bought or something, a bunch of them. They bought a bunch of um, Nissan Leafs and most of them are populating and uh, operating in the, in the CBD area, pretty much the avenues area. Like it's very difficult to not see at least three if you walk around the avenues area, they're that plenty that side. Um, so yeah, they're there. And then individuals as well. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a bunch of them. And but the funny thing is, the only EVs I'm seeing are Nissan Leafs, like only. Uh, but yeah, they they are there. Many of them. Uh, yeah, I don't think. See, I I would be surprised if we have one here. Again, like I'm always saying, H is a, a different country. I think there's stuff over there that just I don't think <laughs> it's not something that we would see here. Or let me say not not anytime soon or not at the same time as you guys. So I'm, I was actually surprised when, when I saw it and um, when you mentioned the press release, Valentine, because I was like, <laughs> what? who's going to use them? Uh, you know, I didn't quite understand the purpose of that. So I guess if you guys were saying that's a thing over there, here, no, like I don't know who would use them. And I understand the excitement behind it, I guess. If, um, but I just don't, I don't, I didn't quite understand what the logic was. I guess now since there's an explanation that uh, the country of Harare actually has stuff going on. Mm. Yeah, but um, I haven't right. seen one actually. Um, like the, one of the charging the stations. Yeah, like oh, said, where are they? They said there's one. There, there are three in Masasa, uh, of which I need to pay a visit. Actually, go and see them. Um, but you know, it's it's distributed power Africa and Econet wouldn't do this unless something was already on on the way. Um, but they're too localized in one area. Um, they need to like put them far and wide, and the angle that they're going with the whole. We need to put them in. Um, in uh, corporate offices and stuff like that, corporate buildings <clears throat> is a good thing, especially in uh, in what's it called, uh, park parkades. I know, I know, I only know there are two parkades in LA. The others, I'm not sure, but that'll be an interesting mm -hmm. push because then again, people will only use something if there is, you know, people only drive this fuel. You'll get an EV yeah. if you can charge your car. So if you, the fast chargers they're putting that they're saying can can charge the, the forty uh, to the forty the twenty five kilowatt hour uh, and leave up to eighty percent in thirty minutes. That's like a stop off before or at work or you know it's that quick. Yeah, is it that that's what they're saying? So I'm you know Oh, I need again, to test that. <clears throat> we need to get an EV first. So do you know what I'm yeah, let's, let's make a plan. Let's talk to people. Are they okay. free, these charging stations, or you pay? Probably not. You pay. Because in all ah, the countries you do pay. There's a, there's a fee you pay, like just like refueling, like putting more fuel. You pay a certain amount to fill up your... But I mean, it tank. should be more affordable, surely. I guess it would be more affordable if we're going by Zessa's prices in comparison to a liter of fuel. Uh, because I don't yeah, think... Yeah, it would be. A kilowatt of electricity is $1.19 USD. 
So yeah, because uh, because like one unit of electricity is pretty much one kilowatt hour. So if one kilowatt hour is being charged at like I don't know fourteen U.S. cents by Zesa, then multiplying that by twenty five will pretty much fill up your tank. That's if you if they are using that calculation. I'm not saying that's what it is exactly, but yeah. Okay, so there is some appeal, I guess, of having an EV. Yeah, like the mechanical yeah. aspect of it is, is the best bit because oh, as far glorious. as complicated than cars, <clears throat> they've got one moving part, which is the motor, depending on how, much, how many motors you have. So if you've got two motors, again, you've got two moving parts. You don't have to do oil changes. You don't have to do fluid changes. You don't have to do engine overhauls. Mm-hmm. The only thing you have to worry about really is your battery pack. Um, battery degradation, I'm not too sure how good the battery packs are now. But I know the Gen 1 is at least pretty bad. Uh, but the, they Very kind bad. of solved that problem. But they solved that problem as they went along. Um, and there's the the VW um, E-Golf, which is pretty cool. I don't think the, the, the VW Up has got a, has an electric version. But if it does, again, another... Oh, it does. Cool. It does. Dope. Yeah. Dope. So <laughs> VW Up, VW E-Golf, VW I don't know if they worked on the ID3. The ID3 VW again. I don't know, but is yeah, that, I think, cool? but no, it's more of like an MPV looking thing or like a stretched, oh, okay. or like a stretched uh, hatchback. I don't know, something like that. Something like the, mm-hmm. the BMW, I, not the I, yes, the I3. Yeah, okay, cool. And in terms oh, of pricing? Also, much more Are expensive. they friendly? Um, not as much. Um, it depends what you're looking for. Yeah. So they're they're a bit pricier than an equivalent petrol engine, petrol powered vehicle, but they are trying the best they can to bring them as close to each other as possible. So it will be more expensive, but not like stupidly more expensive, probably 10, 15% more expensive. Ah, okay, okay. But the the differences are that BEVs, if I'm not mistaken, are probably much cheaper than plug-in electric hybrids, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now those ones actually go for the for for pretty much the same price as a gas normal gasoline powered engine. Some of them are a little bit more expensive. I think there was the Mitsubishi Outlander. The plug-in electric hybrid version is a little bit more expensive than the 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 internal um, combustion engine version. So it's like, yeah. okay, the, but they're the best. They're the middle road. Like you can get your battery, you can get your power unit, but then mechanical complexity just increases because now you still have to do everything you do with a car and worry about mm. the same thing you have to do with an electric vehicle. With an electric your battery vehicle. Goes out. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much stuffed. Pretty much buggered. <laughs> yeah. But at least it does have better fuel economy. True. And you get the option of, you know, full electric mode and you know, say fuel. But yeah. I don't know who services like like uh, plugins or even BVs to be. Well, I think Nissan wanted to to set up a plant for for sorting out EVs in in Zim. I, I remember reading that somewhere. I don't remember the specific details, but yeah, like uh, Nissan was working on that. Chicken is back. <laughs> back. <laughs> the vengeance. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Shami, I see what you did there. You got me and Ed to talk about cars. I really did. Mm. 
Imagine that. Yeah. Trying to restrain ourselves. Like, don't go too deep. Don't go too deep. Oh, man, I went slightly too deep. I, I, I need to come back. <laughs> and you, you know, now you know how this episode looks, right? We talked about religion. We talked about growing up as people. Now we talked about electric vehicles. How? That's like... How? <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> I blame you guys. Why? Why? We did everything the way it must be done. You guys made us take a detour all around, all over the place. So I was the focused one this time. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, the focus was there, but the tangent was a different one. Very different. Yep. Uh So, um, I'm guessing with the silence, we're done. Um, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I hope I haven't made too many en- enemies. You know, bring up religion. I know how much of a sensitive issue that is. Um, most people, but you know, it had to be done. Shall we do the thing? Uh, okay. So, Valentine, you've been blocked. Uh, Ed, you've been blocked as well. <laughs> I think you're crazy. Uh, so we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh yeah, and uh, happy new year. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.